0: Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs is joined by Rosario Connor and Mairead O'Neill from Munster Bovine to discuss their top tips for successful milk recording. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar. Um, So today I'm joined by Rosario O'Connor and Mairead O'Neill from Munster Bovine We're going to talk about milk recording. So today is the 3rd of March and it's about time people start thinking about doing recordings and a lot of people have actually started uh, um, the process of recording or going about doing a recording in the next few days. So there's always these bits and pieces of things floating around in social media in relation to eDIY DIY in particular, because obviously you're doing the recording yourself and maybe if there's a problem cropping up and so forth, uh, how to deal with these and they're a source of frustration for people. So that's why I asked Rosario and Murray to come on to talk to me today about that, because we want to try and get people uh, enthusiastic about recording in particular. And Frame of Mind is a very important piece in relation to going about doing a recording in the first place as well. So um, I suppose we'll start. I'll start with you, Rosario, in terms of it's, it's recommended that we we would be recording very early and look it is it's perceived as being a problem we'll say but why why do we want to record early first and then how do we we'll say overcome oh, the things are manic at the moment on firm so what's uh what's your thinking on it or so we're pushing people to do recording mm. is it easy to do i suppose well the
1: thing about milk recording is it's it's There is a time invested in in doing milk recording, but there's a fantastic return for that time that you invest in milk recording. And especially in early milk recording. The message really has got out about late milk recording. People are, um, you know, they're doing a milk recording closer to dry off than they used to. But the early milk recording is very important because you'll see how your dry period worked. And the other thing it will, it will show you where you are nutritionally with your cows going into uh, into the breeding period. And it's very important that your cows are in a good place nutritionally going into the breeding period. And you'll get all of that from an early milk recording. Now, I accept that this time of the year, uh, there's cows not going into the tank. There's cows still calving. It is awkward. But it is very, very well worth the time that you invest in milk recording. You'll get a fantastic return for that time that you put into the early milk recording.
0: And why wouldn't you wait, Rosario would say, in devil's advocate here now, why wouldn't you wait till every cow is calved to do the first one?
1: Well, you see, especially from, well, from a cell count point of view. So if you record a cow, uh, preferably within 30 days, but definitely within 60 days of calving, you will know how your dry period has gone. And this is getting so important now with the whole selective dry cow. You really do need to know early on if there's a problem with cell count. Because if there's a problem with cell count, or if there's individual cows in trouble, you, first of all, you need to, to look at those cows, but you also need to stop it spreading. And I mean, you need, This is a critical time of the year. Uh, if if you have a problem that it doesn't spread to other cows so an early milk recording will tell you all that and it will also tell you how your cows are doing I mean, what your protein levels are like what your lactose levels are like that will give you a great indication of of the nutritional um, you know, what state your cows are in nutritionally
0: Okay, very good Um uh, I suppose just to, to deal with the inconvenience of it, we'll say at this time of the year. So uh as you said, you ideally, like I suppose forty-two days is 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 your kind of 30 to 42 days is your ideal scenario. So that's six weeks. So we'll say if we look at the herds down around the city in Cork, obviously they could be hitting the six weeks or they could be gone to six weeks at this stage. Mm. And as we move, I suppose, up uh, up around Mallow, as we move up the country, we're beginning to kind of push back in terms of the start of the calving date. So we're probably maybe just in the thick of things now, really. Mm. Um, how, do we, how do we convince people that it's it, to go about doing this recording piece now, like we'd say as calves fall, dropping on the ground outside, maybe in the, in the straw base, and you're inside trying to milk a card as well?
1: Well, you see, there's things you can do to make it, like if you put a bit of preparation in, in advance, right? So uh, freeze bends at the moment, right? The hair grows over the winter. So it's very hard to freeze vans at the moment. But if you clip the cows in advance, you're halfway there. If, cow, if, you, if you don't have an issue with cow identification, you're halfway there with milk recording already because you're not jumping up, you're not, you're not getting the clippers, you're not going around with curry combs. So that's one thing you can definitely do in advance is clip the cows. Um, the other thing you can do is make sure that the heifer numbers are right on ICBS, so that when you get the handheld, that you'll get the right cow numbers up in the handheld you won't be coming up with any wrong cow identification. And the other thing you can do then is have a look at the video. We've done videos; they're very, very good. Like we did the videos, um you know, during COVID when people got no training or whatever. So those, those videos, just to remind you again, because it's a long time since the last recording. So just to remind yourself. So if you do that bit of preparation in advance, um, it, it will make the whole milk recording thing will go a lot smoother.
0: Okay. And um, just on the day of the recording, then we'll say itself what needs to happen on the farm, I suppose.
1: Now, the the thing about the day of the recording is what we do in milk recording is we take a representative sample of what each cow produces in the 24-hour period. So we need to get a representative... uh, The milk recording has to be representative of a regular 24 hours in the cows because we do all our calculations based on the fact that this is what the cow normally does, Okay, So... If you're milking twice a day, you you have to record twice a day. Now, most people are only taking a sample at one milking. They take a yield sample at one milking, and they take uh, a yield at the second milking. But the interval between those milkings, we do calculations based on the interval. And what we do then for that 24 hours is cows are put in lactation curve, and we do calculations based on the lactation curve. So it's very important that the, the milk recording is representative of what is actually happening on the
0: farm. So we we'll say you often hear people maybe manipulating the time a bit, maybe milking a bit earlier in the morning after the evening recording, and kind of milking a little bit later the following morning. What, what what's that doing for them? We we'll say is it just giving them a false result? So well
1: well well, what it does, right? So if you, if you mess with the intervals, what you'll do is you you potentially can inflate the yield for one milking though. Yes. But remember, cows will regulate themselves in the second milking. Yeah. You know, cows will give you what they have. So you potentially get uh, a higher yield at one milking. But the other thing to remember about that is, you'll get a deflated fat. If you get inflated yield, you get deflated fat. So,
0: okay, yeah, that, that's a common issue that get yeah. put yeah. you get as well about the fats. Nothing, yeah. nothing necessarily ac- yeah. a- a- accurate. As, exactly, the suggestion is that they're not accurate. Yeah. Like, but if yeah, you
1: inflate okay. yield, and you sample at that, if you sample, so you inflate yield, and you sample at that milking, you'll deflate fat. Okay. So there's a direct relationship between yield and fat. And we we the milk recording assumes that the day of the milk recording is a standard day. It's the same as every other day. And, and all our calculations are based on that. So it's okay. very important that the day that you do a milk recording, it's representative of an of every other day.
0: Okay. Okay, so Marietta, I'm going to come to you now. Um, on the day of the recording, so we say you're involved in kind of troubleshooting and maybe you've you've been recording yourself even as well. So on the day of the recording, we'd say your technician is going to drop off, drop off the meters. Um, what tips would you give people, like Rosario's saying about clipping freeze brands and so forth, you now in terms of having the cows prepared, what does the farmer have to do to be prepared for the actual process of recording, in your opinion?
2: Well, um, on the day of the recording, um, the minute that the the farmer gets the meters or whichever, Um, I would definitely say to go away and hang the meters up the minute they land on the farm, because that way if anything happens during the rest of the day and you're running a few minutes late going for the cows, you're not blended with the notion of, oh, crap, I have to go in and strip all the units down now as well. So at least then, if you haven't plumbed and you're ready to go when it's time for milking. And the other thing I would definitely say is to give a read down through the operation sheets that the technicians leave, because that will just give you a kind of a a quick overview of the steps involved. And if you have time when you're in for your tea to maybe have a look at the video, because the videos, they're only four minutes long and they do give you kind of a quick brief overview of the steps involved, because if it's been a couple of months since you did your last recording you probably you'll just forget a couple of the steps or whatever so it'll just give you a quick kind of refresher course before you take off again for the evening
0: okay very good um just in terms of the organizing of the day of the recording and getting yourself ready then as well so you've the machine set up kind of you've your meters plumbed up as you said correctly and ready to go um what do you need to do with that just to like i suppose you, you need to get your head in the right place really don't you
2: yeah, you definitely have to be prepared for the recording like so. And if you if you are getting help in for the day, definitely have the help organised in advance. So like all those things can definitely help with having a smooth recording. But it is also important to remember that the that the milk recording is going to add a, a couple of. Minutes like 15 minutes to your milking, like so you always have to keep that in the back of your mind, like so definitely the day of the recording. Don't be saying, oh, I have to be at a match at such a time because the day that you start rushing, like that's when things are going to go completely wrong, like so. it Just take your time and be nice and calm and relaxed. And at the end of the day, there's only four days in the year, so like if you can just take your time and just be prepared for it, it it should it should have a smooth recording, hopefully.
0: Uh, so in in reality, like if your normal meeting time is four o'clock or five o'clock, you'd want to be thinking going about, at least, as you say, getting set up a good half hour ahead of time anyway. Um, yeah, to, you'd want to be getting, room.
2: yeah, you'd want to be getting your head in in gear, uh, to kind of getting psyched up for for the the recording definitely in a, in advance. Um so yeah, if you head away for the cows a few minutes early, just to give yourself a visual wiggle room and once you're ready to melt in just come back and give yourself a few minutes to get the meters activated so turn them on push up the wash valve wait for the data handler to tell you that the meters have been activated so like a couple of extra minutes just activating the meters will definitely make all the difference when you let the cows into the parlour and then another thing that i always do when i'm recording is once i have the meters activated before i let the cows in um, I'll wipe down all the barcode readers just to give them, to keep them, give them a clean. Because if you've wetted the parlour, whatever, you're going to get splashes of water on the barcode readers, and that's going to throw up barcode errors. So you'll get a dirty barcode error because there might be like a spatter of water on the barcode. So like if you have them all wiped down before you let the cows in, that should reduce the number of errors that you're getting um, in the first row of cows
0: okay and um i was i was saying when i was talking to rosario yesterday like there's a little there's a way of checking the record that the the meter is working on that first row as well just to get you set up um that people should ask their technician to show them as well just that it's kind of troubleshooting the meter before you're well into recording yeah and um, just come on you've you mentioned the dirty barcodes now and that's something that i know mary was mad about in terms of people complaining about them so um you said like it's i think i, I thought it was interesting yesterday when we were talking about this that like p- people are saying there's no dirt there but there's actually water could be the, the problem there and, and you're saying to have have a cloth or have a piece of paper in your pocket the whole time to keep them clean and dry like dry yeah. in particular like
2: yeah so it's like the barcode like realistically they're unavoidable because like you can get a spatter of water or like urine or dung will come off the cow and it'll spatter onto these and there'll only be like a little speck on the corner of the, the barcode reader and and that'll affect the barcode being able to read it and you'll get this error that says um a dirty barcode. But like I always have um a paper towel or a cloth in my pocket. So like once you get that error just pull out your cloth give it a quick wipe down, press select on the meter and it'll work away again but they are unavoidable because as I said like the other thing is to take it easy with the, the volume washer during during the milk recording we don't want any fireman um, spraying water <laughs> everywhere <do> you know <laughs> just take it easy just keep the water close to the ground because the the volume washer does um does spatter on it and you are going to generate more dirty barcodes codes with
0: that Okay, very good. And just on the errors then, as I said, like the the reason I wanted to talk to you today was to try and, I suppose, debunk a few myths and dispel a few myths around it. The air holes getting blocked is the other problem that, I won't say commonly occurs, but occurs during recordings. And like you said, if people's frame of mind is wrong going in in the first place and they get one or two of these, they get very frustrated very quickly. So what's the solution to dealing with them then? And um, The
2: air hole blocked is usually associated, I'd see them predominantly, with parlours that have DACRs. So like the air hole is a tiny little hole that's above where you attach on the bottle, it's only a little pinhole, so that Draws air into the meter to agitate the sample. And then once the sample is filling, it pushes, it dispels the air out from the bottle to give the milk space to fill the bottle. But um, so they are, as I said, usually seen with ACRs. So the problem with the ACRs is that you might have press finished milking before you've released the vacuum onto the cluster. So you have to re-engage the, the vacuum to the, to the meter to allow it to agitate and stuff, because vacuum is needed with the meter to agitate, drain, and the sample. Um, so if if you have ACRs, just be sure to engage the vacuum before you press to finish milking and it should minimise the number of those errors that you get. Now, they are tiny air holes, so they can get blocked with a bit of dirt or whatever. So the other thing is just when you finish in the evening milking, just give um, those little bottle holders just a quick spray of water as you're washing down your clusters. And again in the morning, and that will just minimise the number of uh, errors that you get with the dirty, uh, with the air hole blocked. But definitely... If you have the ACRs, turn on the vacuum before you press finish milking.
0: Okay, very good. Um, and then we'll say, okay, we have can kind of cover those errors, but just so we'll go back to as if we're about to start recording again, then is there anything we should be watching out for at that stage? Uh, and, and the other thing is coming back to what you were saying about pushing up the, the, um, the wash valve, we'll say. Like, is there a a risk people doing that too quickly is going to create problems for the meters, which will subsequently create problems for them as well?
2: Well, um, each, so as you activate the meter, the meter will tell you, the data handler will tell you that the meter has been activated. So wait for each meter to activate and then move on to the next meter. So the data handler will give you the instructions and just follow the instructions the data handler is giving you. It might take a couple of minutes, but like those extra few minutes at the start when you're activating the meters will make all the difference. Um, if you are getting help on the day of the recording, though, I would definitely recommend that everyone decides before the cows come into the parlour who's doing what. So, like, and once that decision is made, like, nobody decides, oh, I want to do your job now. You should really stay in your lane. So if you're in charge of the data handler and the bottles, you're looking after the data handler and the bottles and whoever's milking the cows is milking the cows. And just don't start arguing about who's doing what job and how they're doing what job because the milk recording will dissolve into chaos. So it's important that everyone stays in their their lane and make that decision before the cows come in so that you know you're doing the handler and you become the designated milk recorder for the evening.
0: Very good. Yeah, there's some some talk of people, of uh, marriages coming close to divorce cases <laughs> over milk recordings, all right. So, so but that's just bad communication. Obviously, they need to go, need to take a step back. So, just um for anyone that has designated milk recorder for recording, what would they usually be expecting when they land on the farm from the recorder then?
2: Um, so like if. If you're doing the recording on the data handler for the evening, so if I'm doing it, I usually set myself up in the in the dairy, like away from the cows, so where it's clean and you can avoid cows better. And you should really try to keep the bottles as clean as possible because they they do have to get tested in the lab after. So like before you go handling the bottles, whatever, just give your your gloves a dry down with like a paper towel. what I usually do then is I uncap all the bottles and I put the caps into my bottle so if, or into my pocket, so if I'm doing 60 cows, I'll uncap 60 bottles and I'll put those caps into my into my pocket so that I have them when I'm inside in the pit because I just find it fierce awkward trying to uncap the bottles and then change bottles inside in the pit, so I just find it quicker. Um so then once you have if you do uncat too many bottles and just ca- recap them. then at the end of the milking, it, it won't take you but a couple of seconds like um, and then what the other thing I do is once I'm entering the parlor I only ever carry in the number of bottles that's in the row, so if there's 10 cows in the row. So those bottle carriers, some of them can take 24, 32. But if you've only 10,000 in the road, there's no point filling up your carrier with 32 bottles. Take in your 10 bottles and then you can go down and you know once you finish that road that you've changed your 10 bottles. But if you're missing a bottle, it's very easy to run back through the metres and find out which bottle you missed. So it's important just to... Just kind of cross check for you, yeah, like, I said, yeah. yeah, Just as yeah. you're going down through it, because if you have thirty-two bottles inside in it, then you're like, oh, I don't know, am I missing a cow from this row or was it the last row? So it's just important just to keep, um, just to have those little tips.
0: Okay, and then they will say the said, very first row when we're starting, and as I said, getting after a good start is going to be half the battle. Obviously, do you put in the cow numbers first, or do you start milking and then put in the cow numbers and start putting up your bottles? Or what's the best, most efficient way of getting through it?
2: So the the way that I do it is I always, I find it the most efficient is I always stay behind whoever's milking. So they'll go down and they'll put on all the clusters and then I'll go down after them and then I'll put in all, in all the cow information. <clears throat> Sorry, if you're doing it yourself, I would definitely recommend to go put on all the clusters and then you have a few minutes to put on your cow numbers into the data handler. And once you have the cow numbers in then and the cow is milking, just be watching the meters to make sure that there's no select light on the meters because the select light will warn you if there is an error on the meter. So if their select light comes on, just press select on the meter and check your data handler. And the data handler will give you the full instructions of how to clear the error or what the error is. Which if you are on the data handler, like that's what you need to be watching for the whole time is just to see is there select lights coming up. And if a select light comes up, just press the meter and then find out what it is and then go through the instructions to clear the error.
0: So that I suppose just emphasises more the importance of having that extra bit of help. Would we'll say like the idea of EDIY, DIY, DIY is that you're probably not getting a, a designated recorder with you, but you do still need help. And yeah, unless you happen to have ten cows and a ten-unit milking parlour, and you're only doing the one row, it's not realistic to take on milk recording on your own. Like,
2: yeah, it's a lot of work to be doing on your own
0: yeah well there's just too many moving parts really isn't it like yeah. uh, to be tacked and milking and trying to keep a good an eye the hose and and all, all the while then as you said there could be something popping up that if you're aware of it you can get you can be ahead of it yeah Um. everything's going well so, so but say a meter does start to give a problem and like because obviously the technology is technology and things often give a bit of bother so what do you do with, in that situation then <clears throat>
2: Um, so if you do need to change the meter, now it doesn't happen that often, but if it does happen, the important thing is to just, just just stay calm. Like It's going to take you a few minutes to get the meter switched out and get the, the replacement meter brought in. So go out, pick up the, your, your spare meters because the technicians will leave spare meters. So go out, get your spare meter, bring it in and ha- put it hanging and then disconnect the other meter and re-plumb it. Now make sure that in like you're not panicking and that you do plumb it the same way as the rest of the meters in the parlour so you pump, plumb it up correctly, then get your data handler. Now you have to activate this meter so you have to press your select and push up the wash valve the same as you would have been doing at the at the start of the milking before the cows came into the parlour so this is going to take a few seconds to get the meters activated. So once um once you have the meter activated it'll tell you meter whichever is activated and then you can put the cluster on the cow and then you can put in um in the number at the count number and press select and it'll work away fine and but if you do have to change out a meter be sure to let the the technicians know and that way then they can do the checks on it so that it doesn't go out onto another firm
0: okay yeah to take note of the, of the meter that like gave a bit of problems and just yeah, leave the note on the, on yeah. look for the technician yeah. um anything else so that we should be conscious of i suppose Uh, around the whole washing process maybe etc like I mean the importance of even having the meters clean uh, going back is important but washing them correctly as well
2: yeah so definitely I would say that like as soon as you finish your morning milking like to just get everything done so like as the machine's washing like just get um, a cloth or or a sponge and go in and wipe down the outside of all the meters and just give the bottle holder um, a sprinkle of water and your bottle carrier just give that a, a quick wash down Um, And then as soon as the the machine has finished washing, just strip down all the meters and put your parlour back to the way it is, to the way it was so that you're ready for the milking in the evening. Because realistically, like if you go off and you go off checking other stuff, you'll forget about it and you'll be down the field later and you'll be like, oh crap, the meters. So... Just get everything stripped down and get everything put away, get your equipment, get all the stuff that the Bantech, that the EDRY technician will be collecting. Have that all put to one side and clean so that they can just come in and collect it and, and head away. And then the last thing I would say is just to wash down the hosing for your meters. And then you can put, put them all into a bag together, uh, like a feed bag, or just tie them with a bit of bale or twine and put them in a place a safe place um as you'll remember for the next recording but don't put them in a place that you'll spend the next eight weeks climbing over them either so just make sure that there's some place um, that you have them for the next time
0: And is it important to keep them kind of dust free then as well, Mairead, in terms of like if if there's dust going to get into them, is it going to get into the meter the next time you use them? Well, it
2: it is like it's important to keep them clean and kind of dirt free because like if if stuff gets into the hosing, then that's going to be pumped into the meter at the next recording. So that could cause problems in. So it's important to keep them clean and, you know, ready for the recording.
0: Very good. So uh, there's just um, two questions in there. So there's one question there that's saying any photos of the demonstration. So uh, just re- we will refer people to the videos that are available on the website, I presume, are them right? Is it?
2: Yeah, they're on the Munster Bovine website. Um, okay. And I think they're on the Munster Bovine YouTube page as well. Yeah. Very are,
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Rosario, question for you, was, suppose, um, Kevin Kelleher saying that. He delays doing his first recording until the weather kind of straightens out a bit because he doesn't have a lot of grass in the diet and his protein will be quite low at the moment and he doesn't mind to be recording that as such. So would you yes. have any comment to make on that?
1: Absolutely. The, the, we have cows on a lactation curve. This is very, very important. This is how we can calculate a cow's yield for four milk recordings because we put cows in a lactation curve. We know that cows don't have high protein at this point in the year. So that's all taken into account um, with the lactation curve. That's how we can do a predicted 3 or 5 after one milk recording. So we take that into account so that will not come against the cow for the year. If you do a milk recording and the, and the protein is low, like, we, like in the same way that we don't need to catch the peak. You know, yes. people have this idea that you have to do a milk recording at peak. You don't. We know when a cow will peak. We take the, the, lactation, um, the lactation number into account and we take the calving date into account. So we, so we have lactation curves. That's how we can do uh, calculations on four tests. So we, we take that all into account when we're, when we're doing our calculations. So irrespective of what time of the year you do the milk recording, the lactation curve knows what point the cow is on in the curve.
0: So that uh, would say, just coming back to Kevin's point, so I say, so say the cow's protein is at 3.30 or something at the, in the first recording, and if there was grass in the diet, she was going to be at 3.50. His overall three or five predicted isn't mm. going to change dramatically. No, 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 no. And it yeah. just becomes more accurate with the exactly. recording that's done subsequently. Exactly.
1: Well, obviously, yeah. the more points you have, the more points you have in, in the curve, the better the, the more accurate the, the curve will be. Um, and uh, and obviously, people that are recording longer, the the, the, the the it becomes more accurate. The more data we have, the more accurate it becomes. But the lactation curves are very accurate. Yeah,
0: okay. Very yeah. good. Um, so I suppose, to be fair, uh, there's some of the co-ops have some incentives brought in. So Dairy Gold have been incentivizing milk recording with probably three years now, I think it is. Kerry have made it mandatory from this year on for people to record. And, and again, there's an incentive associated with it. And as we move up the country, Arivo have also brought in an incentive there and some of the other co-ops are looking at it at the moment as well. So there's obviously an increased demand in particular. Uh, we know that there's been an increased demand through the sustainability bonus, through dairy gold, and so forth. And mm-hmm. um, so that's creating a bit of of a demand for for people for e as well. So okay. it's a real chicken and an egg scenario. You need the demand for the recording to yeah. employ the people, and then people will be saying, "Well, we can't get record or recording done because there aren't people." So mm-hmm. I suppose two things in that in Rosary, like if people. Uh, are still they, they still have the option as to whether they do record or not this year uh, mm-hmm. depending on what co-op they're supplying they need to, if they're deciding to record which is, we would be very strongly recommending to people in in the light of in in the context of selective in the context of carbon emissions and everything and making sure that and in context of the cost of keeping cows this year yeah. it's so important that you're not keeping a done basically around the place um what uh, we we'll say, you're look, you're going to be. You need to know what kind of a level of demand you're going to have for recording for the year, and you also now need to go recruiting people for to kind yeah. of satisfy that demand. So, do you want to speak about that maybe for a minute?
1: Yeah. No, we have we have a we have a lot of applications in for milk recording already. So we have a high level of demand this year uh, for people wanting to join milk recording. And uh, so at the moment we're currently recruiting. And uh, so anybody that's interested in milk recording if you send your CV to at Um Now, this year, we normally we don't take on students, but we will be taking on students this year. Um, the thing about milk recording, uh, being a milk recorder, whether it's DIY training or, or a manual milk recorder, the, the, there is flexibility around it. What milk recording works well is when whatever else you're doing fits in with it. Um, so that's when milk recording really works well for everybody. For us. for the recorder Um, there there is flexibility around the days so like if you have only two days a week to give to milk recording or three days or whatever it is or I have people doing it six days a week I have people doing it every second week but what's not flexible is the farmer's milking times it has to happen you know at the farmer's milking times so you have to be free morning and evening but the the days uh, how many days a week you do it what days you do it that part is very flexible so yeah. it really does work well for people, and and when we get people in and they get into it, like it 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 really works. Um, what we have found is, um, we'll say, young people that are in the process of you know uh, coming home and taking over farms and working on farms, it's a fantastic experience for those type of people. It's it's really like getting paid to be educated, because you get all the experience of seeing what's happening on other farms. And um, and you get paid for it. Um, like I had one milk recorder and she described it as, it's like getting a farm rock every day. <laughs> you get paid for it. <laughs> and, and, and beef farmers. So it, it, there's different types of people that it suits. And people with absolutely no experience. I have had um, recorders literally come into the yard and white runners that have never been inside the milking parlour. They make fantastic recorders because they have no preconception about what's involved and you tell them what to do, and they do it, and they make fantastic recordings, and they're fierce interested in the whole thing. So really, there's fantastic opportunities, um, and if you contact us at Monster or send in your CV to careersofmunsterbovang.ie.
0: Very good. And there's just one final question then, Rosario. was it a valid one, to be fair? Um, if, as I said, today is the third of March, and recording is getting going, if somebody rings the office this morning, or rings their technician to say that they want to do a recording, what's the, the lead time i suppose, in terms of getting the recording done and what way are you fixed in terms of results or what way does how fast can you turn around i know you've objectives around it like so
1: yeah yeah so look at the moment we'll say up to paddy's day right uh you know you, you if you're looking for a recording now you, you know you'll get it uh, you know reasonably soon but uh from paddy's day the month of april they are really the The month of April and the month of October are the two busiest months of Milton Headley, because right. kind of everyone starts together, and everyone finishes together. Uh so you really th- there is a longer lead time, you know, at at peak time. But uh, you know, this time of the year now we'll say up to Paddy's Day. Um, now of course it all depends on the weather too. You know, if the weather gets yeah. fine, um, if the weather gets fine, you can have a mad rush in it. Um, so so there is a lead time. Uh, at the peak times, um, and getting back to the results, um, you'd be talking about five working days, which would be yeah. kind of a week, you know, with it, we, we, we would that would be the aim.
0: Yeah, so it was actually one of the milk advisors with the co-op now that put in the question There, he's just saying that it's important that people that maybe if they have a concern about a cell count problem or something like that, that they are realistic mm-hmm. in terms of the time yeah. frame. Yeah, and that they get, get going. Away.
1: Yeah, get going now. If you get going now, that there's, there's plenty of capacity now, but would really, from Paddy's Day to the month of April, you need to be booking your milk recording in advance.
0: So we need to flatten the curve a small bit, so and try and get people to pull back early. Now and yes. obviously with the with the bank holidays, the double bank holiday, yes. or Patrick's Day is going to be a problem as well, I suppose. In that definitely, so, definitely,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the way it's leading into weekend
0: yeah of course. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so just uh just the final piece I suppose Rosario like the 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 real important thing that we've been trying to emphasize is that one milk recording is a fantastic resource when it's used correctly mm. two I suppose we you we are Maria has acknowledged it there and you've acknowledged it as well that it does add time to milking and let, we won't be trying to tell anybody that it's not going to do that like that so you have to prepare and allow for that um, and then the final piece is that you need to kind of have a positive attitude towards it going at it in order for it to be a success. And uh, if you do that, then generally speaking, you're going to be have a fairly trouble-free kind of scenario. And depending on people's choices, it, it is a, a minimum of four recordings. I suppose ideally we'd like to see people doing more probably, but at least if people were doing four recordings, it would be very positive, I suppose. Yeah. And the information then, I suppose, that's the next step. So you, yeah, you and ourselves in Chagask, obviously, and Milk Advisors of the ops will be in a position to help people make decisions. And there are some stark decisions to be made, maybe, as well, I suppose, from your experience, aren't there? Absolutely. Uh, particularly for people that are joining
1: Milk recording. Harding. Uh, for, you know, people that are Milk recording Harding with a long time, you know, they will, you know, the, the, the herd is usually reasonably stable. But the variation for people, especially people that have had no form of recording yield in the parlour, it is absolutely unbelievable, uh, the variation in cows uh, in those types of herds. So there's an awful lot uh, to be gained from it. I mean, milk recording, doing the milk recording will do nothing really for you. You it's, it's, It's looking at the results. It's well worth putting in the effort the day of the milk recording, to get you know to get a good result from your milk recording. But then you also have to put in the effort into uh, internalising analysing the milk recording. But there's an awful lot of help available.
0: Yeah, and to be fair for people that aren't familiar with it, like people that are recording, will be getting the, the, the colour reports as we call them. Like, but they're a fantastic resource in terms of identifying those poor performers. And I suppose that the last thing I'll ask you is to tell me tell tell me the story again that you told me the other day about the two cows with three days of a difference in a calving interval. Or calving days, yeah. sorry.
1: This was a, a, a farmer, I did a, just went through his reporters and there during the week, um, joined milk recording. Last year was their first year doing milk recording. They did, yeah, but I got on very well with it. Um, but there was two cows calved in three days of each other, two third lactation cows, and there was 79 kgs of milk solids um, in 230 days between, between the two cows. It's a phenomenal uh, difference between two cows.
0: And just to put that into context, there's, there's talk of six euros per squ- uh, per um, yeah. kg of meat solids, that's four hundred eighty euros of a difference between two yep. cows for have two cows that are doing
1: the very same thing. They're t- they're costing you the very same thing. Would you would you make that much more out of one cow versus another? And in this particular case, the cow uh, we'll say with the with the lower kg's was had very good percentages, but the yield was just was just nothing there. And and people that. Have no form of recording equipment in the parlour. They're going by the bags. They look at the bag, or how long they take to milk. It's 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 no indication of of what a cow is doing.
0: Very good. So I look, we'll be coming back to it, I suppose, in terms of following up on the the reports piece throughout yeah. the course of the year with Dan and some of your and with Dennis and Mark, maybe as well. Uh, I'd like to thank you both for coming on this morning. I think it's been useful in terms of trying to get people's heads into the right frame of mind and remind people again that. We need to get going at this early, and okay, it is going to be slightly inconvenient, but the pain is going to be worth it in terms of the gain, especially around cell count at this stage of the time. And I suppose Kevin's point in relation to his protein at the minute—you've you've kind of uh, dealt with that, and that it's not a concern. Like so, cell count being caught early in the season means that it's much better run for the whole year potentially. So milk recording early is a win-win for for everybody. Um, so thanks again Rosario for coming on and thanks Morad, as well for your time and um, we'll be back next week and we'll probably look at some synchronisation protocols as there's a lot of talk about it uh, next week um, so we wish you well for the week lovely day here in Kilmalach where, where I am today hope it's nice where you are have a good week farming and we'll talk to you next week that's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and thanks for listening.